0: Hey everyone, Griffin Schiller here, back with another interview. And today I had the privilege of speaking with one of the producers on the Elton John biopic, Rocket Man, Mr. Matthew Vaughn. Vaughn is the mastermind behind the Kingsman films, X Men First Class, Kick Ass, you name it. He's got a very distinct style and a passion for Elton John. We discuss how he got involved with Rocket Man, his working relationship with Taryn Edgerton and director Dexter Fletcher, along with some Kingsman goodness during the latter half of the interview it was an awesome time Vaughn is one of my favorite directors working today and so it was a privilege speaking with him but without further ado let's get into this thing here's my interview with Matthew Vaughn I just kind of want to start this off with saying how similar to Elton John and Bernie Toppin, whenever you get together with like Taryn Edgerton and Dexter Fletcher, the three of you seem to make incredible art. And I'm curious as to what the secret is to fostering such a creative partnership and how it's evolved over the years.
1: Uh, trust and respect, I would say, is the most important thing and a uh a unified ambition to make as good and entertaining movies as possible and and friendships so we all talk frankly to each other and we all push each other's boundaries but at the same time there to help each other when we cross them and and you know not not scared to make mistakes but um uh but if they're made we clear up the mess together
0: yeah for sure well and having worked several times with both Taron and Dexter and you know Dexter going all the way back to like Lockstock, have you noticed like any parallels I guess between your own creative partnership with with each of them either individually or uh together and like Elton and Bernie's relationship
1: um well yeah I think with Taron yeah I mean watching I've watched Taron you know from a meeting him from a guy that's never done a movie before walking into an audition, not, you know, knocking Mm -hmm. it out of the park and then going on this unbelievable career of sort of fame and fortune Mm -hmm. thrust upon him at a very early age and, and, but continuing to do great work and having ups and downs, but, but, you know, deep down has a heart of gold. Like, um, there's a lot of similarities between him and Elton you know, that they, they're very warm. Open people, but also incredibly sensitive, and um you know, then don't, don't like being knocked over, but get knocked over, but then they get up.
0: And with Dexter,
1: yeah, De- well, Dexter is weirdly, as for there are similarities. I mean, he was like protege, a little actor, age four, doing Bugsy Malone or whatever he was when he played Babyface, and mm-hmm. he then went through a crazy sort of became this big, famous, cool actor. You know, doing the Caravaggio and Revolution and and it i a thing called press gang and then it, everything went wrong and he got into drugs and fucked it all up basically. <laughs> and then came back and locked stock and one guy and I over in the audition process and all became friends and he's gradually rebuilt his acting and then directing career where he's going from strength to strength. So yeah, I suppose there are a lot of similarities and with between all of us and that's why we we all get on. And I think, you know, Rocketman for, I'd say, I think Dexter and, uh, and Taron really connected to the material on an emotional level, which is why I think people are liking the film because it feels authentic.
0: Yeah, I, I could sense that that pers- personal touch, especially from from Dexter in the film. But you know, I'm curious. You know, when when you're shaping you know a film like Kingsman Two, and you cast Elton John in it, and then you know, given uh-huh. your your involvement in Rockin' Man, I I have to imagine that you're you're a fan of. Of his music and and like him as a person, yeah. And so, what is it about his story in particular and and his music that really speaks to you on a personal level?
1: Well, I remember hearing your song as a kid on the radio, not knowing what it was, and the frustrations of not having Google or Shazam or whatever. That you say, "Oh my God, what was that song?" And it's uh, and but it's. But I think the first song. Then I actually listened to the lyrics as well, um, and the whole arrangement and the tone of it was like nothing I'd heard before. And then Elton John's in England was very much part of the culture in so many ways. But you know, he's in the Muppet Show again. I was like, wow, who's this guy? He was in, the, in Morecambe and Wise, which is sort of like was a light entertainment but massive TV show. He was in AbFab Fab, so he, he was more than just a singer. He was part of every. Cultural reference for me, and the songs. Just you know, I remember loving all his music, and then as an eight in the eighties, he did Two loads of Zero. That album was really important to me. I listened to it again and again and again, and and just you know, I, I, a lot of us grew up with Elton John, and you know, in his clothes and his sunglasses and his tantrums, and uh, you know, when Tantos Tiaras came out, he made you love him even more, and, and he's just being, but, you know, it's been the fabric of my life since mm. I can remember.
0: Yeah, so so when you heard that this was this was a project that was in development, was it was it something that you kind of sought after? Well, no. it was,
1: well, it was an interesting thing that I remember it being announced at Cannes four yeah. years before uh, Kingsman, and I was like, God, I can't, I'll be buying a ticket to see that film. I was sort <laughs> of jealous. Uh, yeah, I was, yeah. I, I think I remember thinking, God, I wish I could be could have been involved in that. I was a bit jealous. I was really jealous. Uh, um, and then. When we were making Kings of the Golden Circle, I just started speaking to David and uh, Elton, and just asking, you know, what's happened to it? And, uh, and they just said we're having real problems with it because it's R-rated, it's warts and all, it's fantastical, it's a bit, you know, it's subverting the musical genre. It's got you know Elton John singing Rocket Man under a swimming pool with his, baby, you know, with his, the younger self playing the piano. Mm-hmm. It's got the drugs, it's got sex, it's got, you know, it's proper. You know, a good R-rated, you know, subverting musical, Uh, and I was like, "Well, have you seen any Marvel movies before?" This sounds like the perfect musical for me to get involved in. And so I said, "Let me read the script," and I read it. And when I read it, I was like, "What am I missing here?" This is brilliant, absolutely brilliant, and uh, I'm in. I mean, it literally. I remember getting in my car, I was filming Kingsman. It was a Friday night. I got in the back of the car to drive to, to, to the house in the country. It's a two-hour drive, and it was on my phone. and I was going to get it printed up, and I thought, you know what? I'll read the first 10 pages on my phone, and it's the only time I've ever read a script in the back of a car on a telephone. <laughs> and I just couldn't put it down, and it was 11 o'clock by the time I got back. And I remember immediately saying, I'm, and I rang David up, saying, I'm so sorry to call you up at 11 o'clock, but this script is fucking brilliant, and I'm in. Whatever you need, I'm in. I'm going to make this movie.
0: Awesome. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's so cool. I I agree. I mean, you know, I I don't know how much the script changed between from what you read and what we got on screen, but it
1: Uh, about 15%. That's about it. Really? You know, um, you know, Dexter came in and did some moments of genius. The, the, I think the best thing that he added was the, um, the floating and, 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 uh, the troubadour. That was all his idea. And I thought, wow, what a great idea. Um, but then, you know, it was about 85%, you know, 90% there. I mean, we were just literally tweaking things for budget reasons or just clarity. And we, and we changed some of the order of the songs as well. Hmm. Um, but not much. It was there. I mean, it was brilliant. I mean, Lee Hall knocked it out of the park. Po- I mean, I was you know, I got very excited because the fact Hollywood didn't want to make it and I loved it. I thought, okay, well, we're on to something Something interesting, here yeah.
0: Right, right, for sure. Well, and and seeing as you were you were first involved with the project before Taron or Dexter, did you ever consider directing it yourself?
1: Yeah, if I wasn't busy, you have no idea how much I'm not clearing my diary to a time <laughs> now. But, um, I I was, you know, I just didn't have the time at the time, and you know, they, you know, David quite rightly so was just wanted to get on with it. The poor guy you know, twelve years being promised and ne- no one ever delivering on what they should have, so he just wanted to get on with it and and make it. And Elton did as well, and uh, and I was like, okay, let's do it.
0: Well, and and something that was really interesting, and you touched on it a little bit, was just like hearing these classic Elton John songs kind of juxtaposed with the images on screen and and it just really brought the songs into a new light, especially with your song and then goodbye yellow brick road. And then given Elton's involvement in the film, did he ever like reveal to you that this might be an indication of the truth behind the lyrics?
1: No, I think that's what's so extraordinary about their writing partnership is they've never been in a room together when they wrote a song. So, um, I mean, Elton told me a fabulous story that, um, on Daniel, and you know he received the lyrics he wrote this you know, he wrote the song and then they recorded it and decided that the song felt too long so he just chopped out the last verse and then when Bernie heard it on the radio he was like what the fuck that last verse explains what the song's all about <laughs> <laughs> he was like yeah well sorry um so i think um i mean Elton can answer that better than me but he didn't he didn't he was very you know he, Elton respects creativity and he also respects that process and he was he was he read the script he was happy with it and he said look just go off and make it guys i'm there if you need me mm. um and um yeah but one of the most nerve-wracking things ever was playing you know showing in the movie i was like here we go you know there's one thing when somebody says to you let's see the warts and all crazy version of my life and then they see it and want to kill you but he <laughs> so it was one of the greatest moments cried his eyes out on the phone to me saying I love it. Um, thank you so much. And once you hear that from the man that you're making the movie about, everything else is second.
0: second yeah, comes
1: second, feeling. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I completely. I mean, that had to have been the mo- the ultimate compliment. Um, I I do have two just quick questions for you. I, I kind of want to move That's into good. to Kingsman if you okay. have the time.
1: Have to be. Yep. As well.
0: First of all, I am I'm I'm a massive James Bond fan and so I feel like you've really tapped into what made those those Sean Connery and Roger Moore films successful and you kind of modernized it with the Kingsman franchise. And even though there's like graphic novels to go off of, how much inspiration did you actually draw from classic spy properties like uh the Bond films?
1: Oh, listen, I grew up on Bond. I'm a Bondaholic and you know, I nearly directed a Bond and the and I, you know, I didn't get the chance. If I can't, you know, if you can't beat him, join him. Or, or if you can't <laughs> join him, beat him, whatever the expression is on that side. And uh, if you can't join him, beat him, I think we'll stay that road. And, yeah, no, I just was very, um, uh, I, I, you know, I, I love spy. You know, I, you know, I loved everything. I love Austin Powers, man like Flint, you know, born 24, you name it. I'm a, I'm an espionage freak. So I just want to do my own version.
0: Yeah, well, and I mean, they've just, they've really exploded and kind of come into their own as like the perfect, I guess, like, it's kind of like a companion piece to the Bond films in a way, because while while Bond is getting into more of like a serious area, you're, we're able to have fun and go over the top with uh, with the Kingsman films, especially with the second one, yeah, which we're felt doing. Like,
1: we'll give, you know, give it, we'll give it a couple of years and Bond will be zany and, and totally mad and Kingdoms coming really serious, so I think uh, I think that's all where we when Bond turns left, we'll turn right.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I've, next year we're we're hopefully getting not one but like two Kingsman films. We're getting the the Great Game, which is the prequel film. No, yeah, yeah.
1: next year you'll get the Great Game, which is wrapped. Well, it's not actually called the Great Game. I don't know what it's going to be called. Oh, but, okay. Um a Working title, but uh, but um, that we we wrapped last week. So uh, I'm very, very excited about it. It's incredibly different. It is actually, you know, I just wanted to do, a, as I said, I love spy movies. Yeah. And this is uh, a very, very different tone and style, obviously. You know, it's a spy film like no one's made in a long, long time. Um, and then we hope to shoot Kingsman 3 either later this year or early next year, but it won't be out until 2021 so um and then who knows if, if everyone likes the next two two movies i mean there's two more to come and hopefully people like them enough that we can carry on making another one but you know it, 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 I, I, they won't marvel love spy films so i'd love to always be making you know and kingsman i think the whole point about kingsman is it's a celebration of espionage and we'll, kingsman will kingsman always make the, the spy film that nobody else is touching
0: uh-huh. yeah I, the, I i completely uh, agree yeah, uh, well, I uh, just kind of wrap this up. So, really quickly, is is Liam Neeson, in fact, go, uh, a part of the the Kingsman? No, prequel? he's not. I don't no. know where that came
1: from. It's funny. No, I was like, everyone said, hey, hey, Liam. I said, look, I just wrapped the movie, and unless he's got some amazing prosthetics and he's playing a character I didn't know about, he ain't in the film. Never <laughs> never had a discussion. I love Liam Neeson. Yeah. And I'd love for him to be in it. But, um, no, I, I have no idea where that came It was a weird weird thing that was written i think it's deadline someone it was deadline it was like, yeah, their, yeah yeah and they got the names of It was a weird i don't know where that came from i mean i it was old well that's I mean, if I'm tell you someone you know, who's more than should be saying Leo DiCaprio or someone you know what I
0: mean? <laughs> exactly yeah oh well that's that's too funny then um for for kingsman 3 and this is going to be my last question for kingsman 3 uh what what can we expect to kind of close out the arc between Exy and uh, Harry? You can
1: expect the unexpected. is all I'll say. But you, it was they. They both go on a journey that um, we're literally finishing the script off uh, as we as I speak. Um, mm. But they go on a journey that uh, that if anyone sees it coming, then then um, then I'll give up.
0: <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's exactly, that's all we could hope for, you know, with these films, they keep, yeah. you keep upping the ante with each one, and it, it keeps on getting more and more extravagant. And I, yeah, we we definitely don't expect what we get. So I, I think it'll be, uh, I, I can't wait yeah, to see People
1: it. will either freak out in a good way or freak out in a bad way, but they will freak out.
0: <laughs> well that's that's a good sign. That's a good sign then. Well uh listen Matthew, thank you so much for your time. I really really appreciate it and uh I I wish, wish you the best with Rocket Man and the rest of the Kingsman projects.
1: Well, thank you and please tell everyone to go see it.
0: Well, there you have it. That was my interview with Matthew Vaughn. Be sure to check out Rocket Man, guys. It is one of my favorite films of the year. Taryn Edgerton boasts one of the best performances of the year, and Dexter Fletcher directs the hell out of it. It is now playing in theaters, so be sure to go get your tickets. As always, don't forget to subscribe to the Playlist Podcast Network on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts for more interviews such as this, reviews, and much more. Thanks for checking out this interview, and until next time, Take care.